0: Talk radio welcome to, welcome to the Dash, to the Dash radio, radio, Show. radio Show. Hello and welcome everybody to Tuesday night. My name is Don Wright Oliveras and I'm here tonight with Peter Mingles and our special guest, Greg Saporta. He is a two-time Super Bowl coach, he, meaning he's been there twice. He knows what it takes to get there, and he was there with the Denver Broncos. And so welcome, Greg, and welcome back, Peter. And, uh guys, I'm just going to tell everybody right now that we have a huge storm here in Arkansas. So if for any reason everyone's going, hey, where's Dawn? That's where you know I got, I got scooped up to Oz <laughs> but I'll be back cuz we are having some crazy weather but it's 70 degrees so I can't complain 70 degrees in January um although I know that Peter you have even better weather down in Florida where are you at Greg
1: I'm in Wilmington North Carolina and it was 70 degrees here also
0: Nice see so I guess we're we're just paying the price for such a beautiful day in the middle of winter
2: Global um, warming, there we go, Al Gore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so tonight, because we didn't know when I scheduled these shows that we were going to have the honor of having you here for two nights in a row, Greg, we had talked about being able to, like, breach the topic of branding and what's in a name and, um, and top-of-mind awareness. And, and uh, you know, the, it's such an important topic. Peter, why don't you go ahead and kick it off a little because I know that you had some stuff on this that, that you wanted to share.
2: Well, we're going to talk about branding in a second, but I really want to just talk about listening to different people and maybe the advice that you might get from all other places um, and, and how that might be relative to anybody that's trying to successfully add things to their life, you know, the dash, as we call it, um, everything in between, so as you're building your business. And and to to not mention this would be to miss the very obvious and extremely important, and that would be is when we wanted to talk about themes relative to the Super Bowl, I said to myself, you know, I have watched Super Bowls for as long as I've been a young kid, and I've never played in one, and I know that lots of people watch Super Bowls and probably have their opinions and watch football games and things like that. If there's a sporting event that I would probably watch, it would be something relative to that, and I've caught enough footballs and banged my head with my helmet against enough players to have a pretty good working knowledge of how things would work. But I've never played in a Super Bowl, so everything that I say could sound good but be completely wrong because I've never played in a Super Bowl. And relative to listen to the people that have been here – This is one of the most obvious reasons why I wanted to grab Coach Greg, because Greg's been there. Greg's going to, even though he told you yesterday, if you weren't on the phone yesterday, I'm going to have him rehash a little bit about his background and a little bit of his authority of why he's here, is this guy's been there. So I can talk about the Super Bowl and maybe some of the correlations. And, Don, you could do the same thing, but we've never played in one. So Greg's coached, and he's going to tell you about his background, But I just wanted to restate the obvious. Now, what is the correlation? If you're doing something relative to building a network marketing company, a home-based business, a pizza shop, uh, if you want to be a guitar player, if you want to be like the Rolling Stones, have a career that spans for like, oh, my gosh, years, you might as well talk to someone who's an authority that has done it before. Otherwise, maybe the advice that you think might be missing by a mile. So, That's stating the obvious, and when we were doing this this week, I said, who do I know, like Winnie the Pooh, think, 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 who do I know that might be able to be the expert? And I figured, oh, my gosh, I remember Nancy Saporta is a home-based business person, been there for a long time, and her husband, Greg, coached with the Denver Broncos. So, Greg, could you, first of all, thanks for being here a second time. This is like a real super privilege for people like me that are real big sports fans. But can you tell us a little bit about your background starting from, you know, the beginning to the end for those people that weren't here yesterday? Cuz remember they if they weren't here yesterday, they don't know who you are. So just give us a little, you know, commercial about Greg and who you are and your authority about Super Bowls.
1: All right, thank you, Peter. I um I graduated from the University of Florida. I was an exercise physiology major. Um I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I got to school. I knew I wanted to do something with sports or athletics. And um, one day, the chairman of the PE department came into our class and said they're looking for interns in the weight room. So I called the head guy who was my boss for the last 30 years. It just happened to work out that way. Um, Asked him if I'd come in for an interview. He interviewed me, and he let me start there. And You know, from that point on, I finished my degree there. I stayed on as his assistant. I moved on to the University of North Carolina with him, and then we moved back to the University of Florida. And then um, while we were at Florida, uh, Mike Shanahan, who was the head coach of the Broncos back in '95, uh, knew us because we all coached together at the University of Florida. And at that point, he hired um, my boss to come on board to be the head guy there. And a a few weeks later, he asked me to come along. So I came up there, and I was there for 17 years, and it's been a blessing and a great experience for me.
2: And now recently you've retired, but with the Denver Broncos, talk about your Super Bowl experience.
1: Well, the Super Bowl was, um, you know, the Super Bowl's a, a funny animal because... Two years, the year before, we were heavily favored to go to the Super Bowl, and we got shocked by Jacksonville Jaguars. They came up there. They were a wild-card team, and uh, they beat us. They played well. They did a great job. They almost made it to the Super Bowl. And I think when you go through that experience, and it just really pulls your heart out what happened to you, um, the next year – you just come back with a burning sensation to do whatever it takes to get to the Super Bowl and nothing less. You know, like with any business, you know, you're you're going to have maybe an off year, an off month, or an off day, and you just got to get up and have more of a desire to push yourself harder to have that hunger to get there because you never want to have that taste in your mouth like we had when we lost that game to Jacksonville. And we're able to um, get there, win two road games, which no one expected us to win. And that's where I think some of that chatter outside can get to you if you let them, because we lost our last three games of the year, and everyone was like, this is a waste of time why this team's even in the playoffs. So everyone was writing us off right and left, and... We went up to Kansas City, we beat them, and they would have the number one seed that year. We went to Pittsburgh and beat them. And, you know, people still, media people, just kept talking and talking that there's no way they're going to beat the Green Bay Packers. We were two touchdown underdogs. You know, you don't even belong in the same arena with them. So we've heard it all along, and I think the burning desire – From what happened the year before and that taste that we never wanted to feel again, we were very confident going into the Green Bay game. We were very relaxed. Um, That Sunday afternoon, you know, our head coach, Mike Shanahan, was just sitting, relaxing, watching a movie, very calm, very relaxed. And, you know, we had a good feeling about everything. And, you know, we were able to go out there, perform. It was a great game, and um, we were able to beat them. And then we were able to continue our success the second year and beat the Atlanta Falcons and stuff. So, you know, I think that was the big driving force of, whether that's the athletics business, you have to have that burning desire every single day. You can't take a week off, a month off, and think all of a sudden it's going to come back to you. You have to do a little something every day to try to, get to that level or to improve yourself or whatever you need to do to keep up at that level so for us the Super Bowl was you know a great event a great venue you know two teams are going there right now but um you know what we looked at it we had the confidence we can win the belief we can win and that's what I think set us apart from able to win that game against the Packers
2: I I'd, I'd love hearing the football stories. And just uh, if I go back to the Jacksonville Jaguars one,
1: mm-hmm. that was
2: probably, was that 1996 when the Jaguars yeah. were just right. a brand new franchise?
1: Right. They were,
2: right. And, and I'm in, I, 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 I got to share with you this. I grew up in New York, it's not about me I grew up in New York, I had a choice of either the Jets or the Giants I always kind of followed the Giants mm-hmm. I loved a linebacker named Harry Carson Because I could right. watch his influence on every play mm-hmm. on defense Harry always had something to do with every play right. Plug a hole, trip a guy, whatever But I remember when you know Jacksonville came up They were the new guys on the block And I know that you can't recount history But it's almost like you probably looked beyond the Jaguars because it was their first team, or their first thing, and they're not supposed to be in the playoffs. And I think right. that was probably their best year, their first year ever.
1: Well, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the
2: reality was is that it's really easy to sometimes not realize that, you know, like the Al Pacino movie, every given Sunday, or any given Sunday, rather, right. anything can possibly change. Now, I've heard you speak, and, and just for those people listening in, we're still kind of playing around with the formatting of this radio show. So we're going to include a couple of commercials as we go here, but we're going to talk about... You know, managing the distractions. But I've heard you say several times, and uh, the stories that you give about an adversity that happened that really defined what happened next. And right. I heard you talk about Adrian Peterson, who broke, who, whose uh, ACL was torn, right, um, and that shattered him. But he came back with a vengeance. I've heard you speak about your Super Bowl winning experiences, and you know what I. Th- think every time i've heard that story if we took the adversity out would it have made a determining factor like how could you have success without the setback is that you're even right.
1: a part you're of right the equation Peter. without a doubt you're right you you have to have something inside you that drives you that every day you wake up you want to improve upon something you want to make a difference and do something and um For us those years, that's what it was. It was that feeling that was in us for a whole year that nothing's going to be less than what we need to do, and um, that's what it comes down to.
2: Now, you've been involved with the sports, and then you've been involved associated with home-based businesses. There's correlations to that whole story. It's like you make the phone call that doesn't work out. You schedule the guy for the appointment, he doesn't show up. Right. You, you get someone started, you put your heart into it, and maybe right. it doesn't work out for whatever reasons. Right. Are there correlations between what we do in everyday life relative to building our life and things that you've associated with in professional sports?
1: Without a doubt, Peter. It's it's You're going to hit things. You can't control what people are going to do. You can only control your actions and what you're going to do. So whether it's on the field or coaching or a home-based business, You just got to keep putting in the same effort every single day and you got to expect that some people are gonna drop out, some people aren't gonna show up for a meeting, some people aren't gonna want to hear your stuff, (laughs) you know, it's just part of life but you just got to keep pushing forward and just keep knowing that this is what I want out of my life and this is what I'm gonna keep pushing forward and I know this can go on with people and for whatever reason, they're busy or this isn't for them or, you know, this didn't work out this particular evening. So it's it's the same thing. You know, we knew when we got to the Super Bowl and won it that we had to do everything in our power to keep driving ourselves and not listening to the media or even family members or anything because the people in that locker room and the coaches are all one big family. He goes, it's all we got is each other. And when we went on the road, We said it's us against the world, and that's what it is, and that's the mentality you have to have, even in business, whatever business it is, you have to push it and control it yourself and keep going forward, and you can't depend on other people to do that work for you you're going to have to put the work in and some it'll work out for and some it won't you know
2: that's right well we're going to take a little commercial break over here we'll be back in a minute or so we're going to talk about the branding and the merchandising associated with the football so uh... whoever's pushing buttons on your side let's go push some buttons are you in a run about your taxes no more with this simple template your business deserves the best and so do you try our simple bookkeeping formula you'll look organized find your receipts
0: and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the Dash Taxes. That's bit.ly forward slash DASH Taxes. We'd appreciate you taking this opportunity to stay connected with us at the Dash. Just click the follow button at the top of any one of our shows Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern or listen to one of our recorded archives. Hop on over to our blog at radio.com and click subscribe. And don't forget to like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the radio.
2: That was excellent. And I think we probably have to announce that we got... A new we kinda of stepped up our commercial game from those people that listened yesterday. We kinda of stepped up our commercial game and we have a new guy that handles our commercials and we call him Axel. So Axel, <laughs> Axel stepped up to the plate and I'm gonna give a round of applause. Those are very Woo-hoo. nice. Woo-hoo. Now the first one was our favorite tax guy. That was Bob, the tax guy, who's been on our <laughs> thing before, and then we've had, um, obviously, the one following the Dash radio station. So, Dawn, anything you want to add? We're going to start to talk about branding right now relative to the NFL. And if there's ever some great examples of how branding, merchandising, all of that stuff is kind of important to the whole thing um, I'll let you kind of start to ask some questions, or I'll start to ask some questions. But obviously, NFL—that's a big portion of the business behind the stuff. We've been talking about the, the the sport itself and the players and things like that. But you got to remember, there's a business behind the business as well. So anything you want to add in? Because I don't want to hog this whole call.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because my mom and I—we, my dad—won tickets to Super Bowl 18. And uh, it was a really, really exciting time. It was the Raiders and the Redskins. And so we were on the 50-yard line, my mom and I, and, you know, it was it was fantastic. We got split up because my dad and his dad, they went and sat in some seats, and I went and sat in some seats with my mom. And I was a Raiders fan, and my dad and my grandpa, they were Redskins fans. And so I was the only Raiders fan completely garbed out in everything for Redskins because they wouldn't buy me any Raiders stuff because they wanted the Redskins to win the Super Bowl. So I was sitting cheering for the Raiders um, in a Redskins cap and with a big finger up in the air. And, I mean, they probably spent 100 bucks in the 1980s on making sure that all that branding <laughs> took them Took them the rest of the way, and um, you know it, it was a blast. And there's so much branding and so much marketing and advertising and and all that goes into these teams and uh, and it really into the success of the bowl game. So I mean everything has advertising, but there's nothing like those Super Bowl commercials, you know?
2: Right. Well, we have the Super Bowl commercials, obviously, which is a place where lots of people are looking for different things, the good ones and flops, and then there's the branding of the NFL teams as well. Absolutely. So great. So, Greg, you were part, you know, you're sitting there in the fitness training and you're helping the guys working out and they're players in the motion picture of the whole business of football. And it's evolved, obviously, from the guys with the leather caps and hardly any equipment to where it is today. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of the push and all of that stuff relative to the business of football. So I'll let you take it away and take it wherever you want to go relative to that. But first of all, is it even important?
1: Oh, it's extremely important because you have these advertisers, whether it's with athletes or teams paying millions of dollars. And the thing is with advertising, if they're not connected with a contract with the NFL, players cannot wear their stuff. You know, they can wear whatever is contracted, whether it's Gatorade or something like that. But when it comes to apparel, shoes, there's big wars with Nike, Reebok, Puma, Adidas, whoever's out there. And if you have a player that's wearing, um, he likes Nike shoes, but he has an Adidas contract. He has to tape up the Nike logo on his shoe so because it's a violation of the contract he has. With a D, you know, he's got Adidas, he can't be wearing anything else but Adidas. So, in that aspect, it's a multi billion dollar business where um, there was a thing um, back in the Super Bowl when Shannon Sharp, when this nutritional company EAS was a sponsor with the NFL, so he was wearing an EAS hat. So, they want whatever they can do to advertise. They want athletes wearing it all the time. When they know they're on TV, in the media, that's free advertising. They pay the athletes, don't get me wrong. They're paying for them to wear their stuff and to do a commercial for their product. So they're paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that, like any athlete, whether it's Tiger Woods or anyone. So, you know, Tiger Woods has the whole Nike garp on, and that's all he wears because that's his contract. So you can't go with another contract if you still have a contract with another company. So, in that aspect, it's very um it's a high business and because of that, you could only wear certain things or something like that. So, that's how that whole business works of branding or getting your ad out or like this this week on the Super Bowl, I heard commercials are running four million dollars for a 30 second spot now i remember years ago when it was a hundred thousand dollars so the price has just gotten so outrageous that advertisers feel this is the way to put it in front of the masses and if we can get athletes to um do it then you know just like you hear whoever wins a super bowl and gets the mvp they go i'm going to disney world you know so disney world besides giving the athlete a free trip they get their promo in for going to Disney World and seeing who goes down there and stuff. So it's extremely big business branding, especially when it comes to athletes and what goes on with that.
2: So when the athlete says, I'm going to Disney World, that was somewhat calculated. It's somewhat
1: exactly. staged.
2: It doesn't just happen. It wasn't right. just some,
1: some moving <laughs> trend. Exactly. <laughs> like Like right when it's over, or when they know who's going to win, they'll already know who the MVP is and they'll have someone on the sideline and they'll say, okay, you're going to be the MVP. This is what you need to say, you know, when we give you this hat or give you this thing. And, you know, so they have it timed out to after the interview's over with the, the big press and stuff and they're all back on the field and these guys grab them so everything is staged, set up, Plan and it's already probably going into the planning process this week. I said, okay, whoever the MVP is, this is where you need to be. And they already have things staked out of what's going to go on. So, and it's so
0: weird to be sitting in the stands and everybody just starts to stand around on the field during commercial breaks. I never experienced that before. It, you you guys get used to it down there. I'm sure you're busy and you're talking. If you're sitting in the field, Peter, you're sitting in the stands, you're like, what's everybody doing down there? Oh, it must be a commercial. <laughs> right,
1: right, exactly. That That's the thing. And I think that was the biggest thing you have to get used to because things are a lot longer. Like before the game, it doesn't start on time like a normal game. You're in the locker room for an extra 20 minutes you know, while they do their thing. And then at halftime, it's an extra 15 minutes. So everything's longer, so you just have to, you know, just sit there, be patient when you get out there. So definitely things have to be adjusted to the team and stuff of what goes on in a Super Bowl game and stuff. So the Super Bowl has become
2: a very big business. It's not just a couple of guys that like the sports anymore. It's about merchandising and branding and business, and now you have the Internet, and then you have the TV, and it's all kind of scripted, and it's almost like an event that happens, and certainly not by accident.
1: Well, without a doubt, Peter, it's um, like today is the media circus of the world. You know, today's the day, all the media down there for both teams, and then even when you're done with that, you have media sessions for two days more after that and then there's every kind of advertiser, promoter, and everything down there because they say not only are the teams down here, but millions of people are invading this city right now. So this is our way for a week to get our promotion out, our ad out, and stuff like that. So that's also a big deal. Excellent. Okay,
2: good. So let's talk about the specific stuff relative to a team and maybe how that might fall into place with maybe somebody running a home-based business. There's T-shirts with your favorite, you know, maybe player's name on it. There's Mm -hmm. coffee cups and mugs and, you know, little signs like Don was saying, like that number one big finger, you know, that people have. And I remember one of my first football games I ever went to in Chicago was outside Soldier's Field, the Bears' against the Packers, and I saw a cheese hat, like a guy wearing, like, a triangle thing of cheese, right. and it's like the whole cheese hat, which was really kind of interesting and kind of neat.
0: Right. But
2: uh, that's all big business. And right. Obviously, you know, where does that fall into play relative to, you know, the money that's generated and the seriousness that these owners and the business and the NFL, they kind of deal with all that stuff. Where does all that stuff fall into
1: play? Well, like you said, it's such a tremendous business. And then you look at all the cheeseheads in Green Bay and what they're wearing and stuff, and then Wisconsin will say, we're known for our cheese and all this stuff, and they'll get their name out and stuff like that just off that free advertising of giving whatever paraphernalia. And it comes the same thing with home-based businesses. People... You know, I know a lot of network marketing companies even have shirts of their companies. So, yeah, you know, wear these shirts, you know, around. And then a lot of people, what I see is have it on their cars, you know, the the phone number, the website, and that's their advertising. So because of all that, you know, it's the same principle that people want to get it in front of the masses, whether it's through a car, whether it's you're wearing a shirt all day and you're around a lot of people like, hey, what's that? What, what's what what kind of company is that you know someone might ask it so it's free advertising for the company and you go out and you know if you're promoting that business or you're a networker in that business you're looking at it like hey this isn't costing me anything if i'm driving around in my car and i have my phone number my website on it at least it's better than not having anything on my car at least i might get some hits to my website or they might call my number or see curious to know what that is or something so that's the biggest thing I see that people are trying whatever the product is they're trying to get it in front of their masses of people to get some attention and get some feedback of maybe purchasing their product or joining their company. Now, I'm going to I'm going to kind
2: of use a couple of things related to like home-based businesses here and maybe this might be my little section of my little world, but the company would do the branding Relative to maybe the car signs, so I'll use an example. In the town that I'm in, there must be a lot of V affiliates or right. distributors because on the cars I see the V sign. Right. Now maybe that person himself might not ever get my phone call because he's driving too fast. So I could never grab his number. Right. But I see it. It's an impression. So the next time, it's not a total stranger kind of a company. So right. when they see, you know, when you see the Denver Broncos. Uh, Uh, T-shirts and then you see something Relative to maybe you know the Redskins That's that's a conscious and a Subconscious brand That kind of etches inside your brain a little bit And then you kind of remember So collectively for Your company you Probably want to brand your company Because maybe no matter what happens Somebody sees the name and then you become a little bit more familiar. So if you're calling up and you're saying, this is what I'm doing, it's not a total stranger for that company. So that whole branding thing really does make a very big difference. And if we had Bob the tax guy on the phone, Bob the tax guy would probably say, oh, and by the way, all that stuff is tax deductible relative to the magnetic <laughs> sign. That's right, you know, right? the miles that you put on your car, all that sort of stuff. So that just makes sense.
0: Right. So that's the,
2: that's, that's the company branding. Now we talk about the ridiculous, it seems, prices that people pay for a Super Bowl commercial. Can you comment on that at all, relative to the stuff that you've seen, relative to the increases in price? We're going to take a commercial break in a second. Actually, what we probably should do, Don, I think we're ready for a break right now. So if we can,
0: we, we are ready for a break right now, and, and uh, then we'll
2: talk about other stuff as we come on the other side.
0: Absolutely, Axel, take it away. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. <laughs> okay, are we not going to do the other one, Alex? Axel? <laughs> it's playing. He says it's playing. I don't hear, it.
2: we
0: don't hear it. We don't hear it. There it is. Are you in a rut about your taxes?
2: No more. With this simple template, your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts. And you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the Dash Taxes.
0: That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B A S H Taxes. All right, so here, I'll go ahead and do the hey, everybody. Make sure that you click the follow button on dashradioshow.com. If you want to go ahead and follow us and uh, check, hop on over to the blog at the-radio.com and follow us on Facebook. Facebook. Follow us on Facebook <laughs> at facebook.com/the-radio. Excellent. Back okay, to you, so, Peter. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, uh
2: the the Super Bowl relative to the event as far as the commercial aspects of the Super Bowl. So I know, Greg, you guys are, you know, as as far as the coach and the players, you're you're part of the whole thing, and they can't do it without you. But the Super Bowl is like a really major big thing. It's almost like a whole economic event for the city that it's hosted in, for the vendors, for the, uh, the brands of the people that are spending the big bucks. And obviously it's working because otherwise they wouldn't do it again. So can you talk about the commercial aspects of the importance of the Super Bowl relative to those whole things?
1: Right, without a doubt. I mean, the commercials, there's a lot more commercials during a Super Bowl game than any other game during the season. That's why when Dawn was saying it seems like all the time you guys are standing around like what's going on because there's another commercial coming. So, you know, that's a a big business. They're paying The NFL a lot of money to be on these commercials, to take some of the time from the Super Bowl to advertise their product, and they feel it's worth the return and even more, because they wouldn't be spending that kind of money. They they know not only all the people that are there, all the people that are in the city, but all the millions of people watching it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people that aren't even interested in football well, I'm going to watch the game for the commercials. That's what you hear. They say, I want to see what the commercials are about. So they already have an attention of these people watching the game that they're looking forward to the commercials, where most people, once they see a commercial, they flip the channel like, I don't want to watch this. But this is the big advantage, commercials during the Super Bowl, and that's why these advertisers are paying, because they know people want to know what kind of commercials, how funny they are. And if I buy something from it, oh, that'll be cool. So they're not—they know they're not going to flip the channel. So that's the big reason they're going to pay that kind of money to be in the Super Bowl. Have you know, it's, what, it's, Go ahead, oops, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go.
0: Okay. Well, I, it's really amazing to me because you know people have so much um, so much misconception about what branding actually is because. You know, Peter, you and I were talking about this the other day. You know, you have a company that one of your products, that doesn't sell by radio show. There would be absolutely no use to a radio show commercial where somebody else's product might only sell when they're looking at it in the newspaper. Um, one of the most expensive types of advertising is television and it's not because somebody's going to jump up and go buy something right then it's all about the brand recognition it's about the next time that you see it the next time you walk by it in the mall that you'll remember that that was the commercial that you saw on the Super Bowl so when when if you're a, a business owner out there and you're considering advertising it's not just important to get your name out there. It's really super important to know how you're getting your name out there and to make sure it suits you for what you're looking for. Or You can spend a fortune and absolutely not get any of what you're actually looking for from your advertising. Um, but but always making sure that you're getting your brand out in front of people no matter what to go ahead and get your name out there is super important. Um, but But to say that as a network marketer, <clears throat> Your company's brand is very, very important, but your brand so that somebody will come to your link and buy your product from you is so much more ultimately important that it's, it's actually super important to learn how to use GoDaddy.com and spend that 8 bucks and get your own top-level domain because like that's something that we teach people over and over, right, Peter?
2: That's true. Now, you mentioned GoDaddy, and I think that's one of the classic examples of – the Super Bowl, because he's made a whole year long campaign from his GoDaddy commercials relative to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Greg, how much you know about, you know, I don't know if you can speak about this topic, but Bob Parsons is one of my favorite entrepreneurs because he made some money, built some software, started the thing with the domain registration. And lots of people in home-based businesses obviously register their domain names through Bob Parsons' company called GoDaddy. But he had a niche market. So way back when, when people were buying domain names, he said, who buys domain names? And years ago, when the Internet was kind of new... It was the single guy. The Internet was really a guy's world first before it was a people's world. And he figured that, you know, sex sells, and I'm going to have some pretty risque, if you will, commercials. And he came out with the Go Daddy girl, And from right. there, that's become not just a Super Bowl. He kind of bet the farm. But that's not just been a Super Bowl thing. That's been a year-long trend. And he's picked people like uh, Danica Patrick, the gal who's the race car driver And done it all over again with Annika Patrick And I know that, you know, I follow Bob a little bit I haven't followed him too much this year Relative to what he's doing with the Super Bowl But he makes this thing a whole event So the Super Bowl, back to my initial question with Greg Was, is it, just, uh, is it just a football game Or is it a whole big economic thing And for GoDaddy, it's certainly been a whole big economic thing He rekindles that topic about the Super Bowl commercials all the time so Greg, any comments on which one is your favorite, personal favorites with the Super Bowl? Uh um, as far as the commercials?
1: Um yeah, that's um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think which ones there were um um the Doritos one was pretty good with with the girl when she does a tumble saw with the washing machine or something. I forget. I I I, I don't remember the whole thing, but that was that was pretty funny. Then when they'd have um the chimpanzees that were on and stuff, and they had the thing, the the board. Like it looked like the company was going up, up, up. The chimpanzees had it; they were all celebrating. The guy came in and turned the sign the other way, and the, the company's profits <laughs> were going way down. And, you know, so something like those were pretty funny. But I don't even remember half of them now. So
0: well, my favorites. Oh. Did did the Man Law commercials come out during the Super Bowl?
1: Do you guys remember
0: the Man Law commercials? No. Um, oh my gosh, those were funny. They they were there was a beer commercial. I swear, maybe Miller Lite or something, and it was all these 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 Man Laws that were coming out.
1: Oh yeah, I think I remember some. I yeah, think those, yeah, those yeah. Were some yeah of I my favorites. Right, I but remember Betty White those did one cool. last year too. That was pretty epic. Right, right, I remember those. Right. So
2: many many times it's ones with animals, those are the ones that have the biggest impact and we all expect the Clydesdale horses to be there for Budweiser.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, without, some, a, that, without, without a, a doubt. doubt for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so so as we start to wrap up this little segment, we spoke a little bit about um the distractions. And you know, we get distracted with those types of things. The commercials are one thing, you know, we're watching the commercials as opposed to, in addition to the game. Um, but let's talk about some of the things relative to the Players, they have. Uh, we, we we talked about yesterday. Uh, yesterday um, you need a moral compass. You need right. to have uh, the ability to um, have a passion for what you do. And obviously, anybody on the football team that got to the Super Bowl level, if they didn't have a passion for it before, they certainly have a passion for it as they're sucked into that whole environment. And then managing the distractions. So as we wrap up this last segment. Let's talk about the distractions that a lot of these football players are gonna have. First of all, I heard you talk about the merchandising distraction. They have to decide what they can and cannot wear.
1: Right. Without a doubt. That's you know, you you don't wanna to have to think about those things like this or that, but you know, if you don't, then you know, a company can sue you over it or they can take your contract away or something like that. So you gotta think about you know, what you've definitely been using. It's usually most of the stuff you've been using the whole year, that's the stuff you're going to use in the Super Bowl or whatever game you're in. And then also, you know, it's a thing. Um, it's also this is a thing with the league, not only about advertising, but a distraction of that you have to make sure you, your uniform is the way it needs to be. Like you'll always see players pull their socks up, tuck their shirt in, And they're supposed to do that, and if they don't do that, they could be fined for it. You know, it's crazy, you know, a brutal game like this, and you got to worry about your pants, your uniform, your shoes, and all that, but they will. And if you're not wearing the NFL garp of that team, if you decide to change it or you decide to wear something or write something on your shoes, you you know, I think god or i thank my mom for this the nfl will fine you for that so you know i've seen guys get so that's definitely a distraction right there because you got to watch what you wear and then you got to go out and perform to your highest level so that's definitely a big distraction if you let it get to you also another thing you know when you're With the media, the media is on you the whole week. So they're not just on you the whole week. They're on you the last two weeks because it's not just the week of the Super Bowl. It's the week before that they're with you, that they're hammering you. Just like um, I heard an interview with Ray Lewis, and they're talking about his situation, what happened in Atlanta years ago. Now, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do because – You know, people, whether it's media or something, they're trying to pull out some stuff to get you talking, to get your emotions up, to get you to say something so they can write it. They don't care if it's true or not. They just want to write something that's controversial. So they might have a media writer that says one thing, and then they'll have a guy follow up like they're teaming up against him, try to trap him or say something. Now, you know, the thing that bothers me is, you know, a lot of people don't know the details of what happened, that incident in Atlanta with Ray Lewis, you know. Can you,
2: um, I don't, I'm not familiar with what incident that is. Is it appropriate to share?
1: Um, I think most people know about it. There was okay. a homicide of two people, and he was there, present, and he got off for it because they felt he caused it or did something. Um, but he, you know... He was saying he was trying to stop it, but the point is that um, people form opinions of people without knowing what the facts are, and that's what bothers me, <laughs> because I hear people now, after all these years, giving opinions of him, and they don't even know what happened. So, you know, that's that's the only part, and that, that could be a big distraction uh, to anybody, so I think you know people try to trap you of what goes on and stuff, and that 's the biggest thing you need to try to um stay focused on what you need to do because the bottom line is you 're there to to win a game and to win a championship so you know
0: bob I mean sorry Bob, listen to me sorry greg I, yeah. it's exactly the same thing on in 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 life in general and in business in general you know so many people and especially network marketing and home-based businesses we're we're it's a very tight industry you know um Peter and I have both I know Peter's been in here longer than 25 years I've been in here 25 years I don't know how long you've been part of the community but it's it's a really really um intimate family community and right now we're watching some really long-term companies take some huge huge hits right now and it's so easy to go ahead and make a decision, or Peter, Peter, use your thing, um, that, that famous Peter Mingles quote, if you don't sure. have all the facts...
2: Yeah, if you, if there's lots of variables in the equation and you don't know them all, any conclusion you draw is probably wrong. So if you amazing. don't know all the facts, any conclusion you draw is probably wrong. And that's obviously the things that happen with Ray Lewis, but they generate attention, so that's why people have a tendency of focusing on them, and that's not always fair. So I think we're almost ready for our next or almost last commercial break. So if we can get that axle guy ready to push any button, I think we're supposed to be. I think we're supposed to be quiet. We're going to come back with the rest of the distraction and close up this segment.
0: All righty. <laughs> de- 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 Where is Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com
1: for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves.
0: We'd appreciate you taking this opportunity to stay connected with us at The Dash. Just click the follow button at the top of any one of our shows Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern or listen to one of our recorded archives. Hop on over to our blog at www.thedashradio.com and click subscribe. And don't forget to like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And we're back.
2: And Axel did a great job that time. Nice job, yes, Axel. Yes.
0: Okay, so we're
2: <laughs> we're back and we're talking to coach Greg supporter. And coach Greg has been around the NFL for a long time. Coached with the if you're just joining us now, coached with the Denver Broncos for a long time. Has two Super Bowl rings as well. I have a I don't I think I have a big bug in my house. That's that <laughs> screeching sound that you hear right now. It that that bug sounds so big. I don't know they
0: that. Isn't that big, right? That There's is little a big book. I'm, I'm
2: scared. So I'm going to let Greg talk about <laughs> how big that talk about big things. I wanted to say something about big Super Bowl rings. But, Greg,
0: could,
2: that's a that's a prize for a lot of these guys. Could you talk a little bit about that big Super Bowl ring and you got two of them sitting on there. So right. how how prized is that as far as a prize for these people?
1: Well, I think it's um it's a nice it's nice to have the ring, it's nice to have the symbol of what you've accomplished, but I think it goes more than that. It goes over the work ethic that you put in the whole year and what it took to get there and what it took to push through and and to get a ring or a trophy is is wonderful objects to have, but it's just that group of people for that particular year, you were the best of the world at what you did for a living, whether it's network marketing, being a coach on a Super Bowl team, you know, that you can say that year you were on top of that level, and we were able to be fortunate to do it two years in a row, and I just feel, like I said, just when you talk about the distractions, whether it's a company or a team, the more successful you are, the more people want to come at you. The more people want to criticize you, the more people want to say this or that, and That's just part of life of being successful. But you know what it took to get there, how hard you worked. And to be honest, when you work that hard, whether it's winning a Super Bowl or network marketing a home-based business, if you put the time in and you work really hard at it, you feel you deserve that in time. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a Mm -hmm. surprise to you. You said, I put in the hours, I put in the time, I worked at it every day. And you know what at the end of the day I look at it that you know I've accomplished it and I'm not surprised by it you know so That's
0: right and and it's just an honor to be recognized for it but but um sometimes the work itself is 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 a huge reward um although you know in in network marketing they don't have they don't have Super Bowl rings maybe we should maybe we should start to make those <laughs> That would just be cool Right.
1: without a doubt it's it's I guess the biggest uh, satisfaction you get is the people you're helping and the stories that come back from them of whatever they're doing, and that you've helped them change their life. and like you said, it's about relationships and it's about you know building these kind of groups to help each other out.
0: So so be, let me just go there for a few minutes because I know that you've spent a lot of your time coaching NFL football players but I know that you've also spent a good chunk of your time building a network marketing organization and and I know that there's a lot of parallels to to football but but let's just talk for a minute a little bit about you know where did 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 home-based business kind of uh pull you guys in and 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 what do you think, you know, give us your favorite story. Tell us a little bit about that because, you know, that's what you do when you're not coaching NFL players.
1: Well, I think um, the biggest thing that always draws you to uh, a home-based business, whatever it might be, is you never know how long your job's going to be. And that's in anything. You know, you see people get laid off. You see salaries get cut. You see people lose jobs after only being there six seven years and they could be you know a high executive and the company wants to make a change so you have to do whatever you can to prepare for that to make the extra income to have something to fall back on because like you said with this job market whether now or in the future it's a hard market and as you get older they're not going to usually be hiring older guys and paying them six, seven figures a year because they're going to bring younger guys in and pay them a lot less because that's the way they want to go. So you go towards home-based businesses or network marketing to get an income that you can control and you can work at. So that's what I think, um, you know, like I said, my wife Nancy's been doing, has done it for like 30 years. So she's a real pro on it and, her philosophy has always been to build relationships first and everything will come. And, um, you know, she's done a great job at all the companies she's been with. So um, that's how I kind of, once I met her, got involved with that some, and um, she showed me how it works and, you know, how to treat people and how to help people because I was new at it. Even though I knew how to coach football players, and get them, I can't be yelling and screaming at ordinary people because <laughs> they'd be hanging up on me.
0: So I
1: think um, learning from her, because she's the one that really knows how to do it, um, it helped me as time went on and stuff. And I think that's the biggest thing because she said, if you don't have the relationships, you know, why are you even wasting your time? It's not about selling the product. The products will come. It's about... Building the relationship and trust with people, and that's what I've learned from her. So,
0: absolutely, and you know, there, there's it, there's a thing in the industry, you know, where there's companies that do, you know they they have their they have their time and their day in the sun, but the teams that form on them, they stick together and they move on to the next program together. Um so that's the truth at the at the bottom of it all is you know you find love and you find relationships and you create a family within your in, within your sales organization. So speaking of this, you know, you can go out there and you can draft football players, but how do you find your leaders for when you're going to build a business? I mean, do you have a specific method or a, a person that you tend to look for?
1: No, I think you, like you said, like, you know, Nancy's always said, you don't prejudge anyone, and you never know who is going to be a stud in the market, you know. You you <laughs> look at someone and you think, okay, th- this would be a great fit, and they're like, I don't have nothing to do with this. And you meet someone that, you know, who knows, could be a homeless person or something like that, and... Who knows? You know, they know someone, they know someone, and before you know it, you meet this person. So I think, like anything else, that's what I've learned from her, that you never know who it can be, who can be your leaders, who can be the people that drive the engine, and, you know, you can't prejudge anyone. So
0: Absolutely the truth. Absolutely. And then one last question before Peter comes back. But, you know, everybody always asks, and I I like to get as many people's opinion on this so that we are nice and rounded and diverse in our response to it. Everybody wants to know, what should people look for when they're looking for a program? You know, how do they pick? There's so much out there, and we all, all of us who have ever been in network marketing and every program that we get involved with, we completely fall in love with. And so when you're surrounded by 50 people in 50 different programs, they're all telling you how great their program is. How is somebody who's saturated with people telling them about the program after program, how does somebody pick? I mean, I what think, would you tell people I, to look for? I think for? the
1: biggest thing, Dawn, is the integrity of the owners and that what they say they're doing. And once they aren't doing that or they change what they're saying or they change the marketing plan to benefit them, then you know it's time to move on. But we look at that, the integrity of the ownership of a company and that they're doing what they say and they don't waver mm-hmm. Five months from now, a year from now, they're still the same. And once things change, then you know there's problems. And as you know in this business, once companies start changing something or an owner says something that he promised and now he's saying something else, then you know that company's headed for problems because now they're letting greed take over of what they want to do.
0: Yeah, greed greed is definitely the one thing that can kill really the industry. And um it's it's such a beautiful industry and and greed is the one that's the troll under the bridge for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for sure. So Peter, do you have anything else before we wrap this evening up?
2: I sure do. First of all, do network I'm sorry, do NFL players make good network marketers?
0: Mm. And
2: next is do NFL players use network marketing products, even though they might be they might not be able to show it publicly? But behind the scenes, in the locker room or in their personal lives, do they know about and do they do any of this as well? And that might be another whole segment.
1: Right. So just to bring I, this I up right couple, over here. Right. I know a <laughs> couple of players that do networking. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of them don't. So, and some do take products because. They feel it it helps them, and if you have a a f- pro football player promoting the product, that brings more players into it and stuff. So I would say ninety percent of them aren't looking to do that. Right, and plus also um, people give them the products for free, so mm-hmm. so because of that they're like, well, what do I need to do this for? I you know i have this so i'm not too worried about it so yeah i'll try it out and see what it what see what it does for me so i think that's the biggest thing and because they get so much free stuff whether it's a supplement or a product they're not looking to um network it or something like that like i said i only know a couple players that are done with football that are still in the business so
2: right so chances are because of the amount of money that they now make they don't have to worry about supplemental income initially so at least while they're playing I'm sure a lot of the players make above average income and some of them make tons of money on the endorsement, so they're not going to even attempt right. any of that sort of stuff but it's well. kind of interesting to see if some of them actually do use it in the locker room for whatever. I don't right. think too many of I don't think too many linemen are worried about the weight loss items, you know what I mean? Like right. they're
1: pli- <laughs> they they usually get into that once they're done because they don't want to carry that extra weight because it's bad on their body and their knees so they'll definitely look to uh yeah, and also the biggest thing is with the supplement industry in the NFL, they're so strict that if you take something that might have something in it that you're not sure of, they'll ban you for four games. So there's a lot of stuff because people have approached me when I was coaching, and I said, listen, I can't promote anything even though it's natural. If something goes wrong, I lose my job. You know, mm-hmm. And I said, I can't even talk about it because I could lose my job. So, right. you know, you got to keep your even if you do a home-based business, you got guess once people heard I was a coach for the Denver Broncos, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, here, here's this product. Here's this. I said, "No, I can't. I can't do that. You know, I'll lose my job, you know." So, you know, that's something you have to do separate from when I was coaching and stuff. And you can't approach any of the players even outside the locker room because if they get caught or something happens, you know, my boss will look at me, you you don't seem too focused on your job. You're out peddling this stuff, and, you know, and a lot of people from old school don't understand network marketing. You know, they really don't, you know. So, you know, because of that reason, I would never approach a player and stuff like that, so.
2: Now, that's an overriding theme that we've heard on this call about, um, I'm going to use a term I call the GMP. I can't... um i I can't take uh... credit for promoting it or or coming up with it i read a book one time from a gentleman named, I think it was Michael LaBeouf. I'm going to apologize if I'm assigning the credit to the wrong author, but it's called Greatest Management Principle. You get what you reward. So watch out what you're rewarding because you might be getting the wrong thing. Throughout this whole entire call, we heard about penalties and rewards, penalties and rewards, penalties and rewards, relative to, like, even your situation, relative to somebody who might come up with a good supplement, but you would like, listen, I would be penalized so much if I tried this, and because it might counter-interact with perhaps something else and a guy fails a drug test, or a steroids test or anything else like that you could be totally out of a job
1: right without a doubt. Okay. Without well we're a gonna
2: doubt. yep we're gonna be wrapping this up in just a little bit but greg i don't know what your schedule is like for tomorrow but i'm fascinated by the correlation behind the things and no pressure on you if you can join us on any other times during this week that'll be fascinating we're going to get in wait and i get questions from people about you being on this call right now so maybe we'll have some other questions we'll talk about other topics especially as this is coming out relative to uh... what's going on with the super bowl and if you could make it with us any
1: other days yeah that'll, every that'll day be you perfect. want me if you want me we'll to have, come on tomorrow that's not a problem we'll have absolutely. you back tomorrow absolutely and, and i just want to make this one point with you guys uh... There's no one, I know a lot of stuff of what they think of NFL players, there's no one that's on any of that stuff, whether it's a steroid, an HGH, or something, because if they, they get tested all the time, and mm-hmm. if they're caught with it, they get suspended for four games like that. So
0: Absolutely. Just
1: giving you a, a heads up on all that, too. So. Excellent. Of course. Well, thank you.
2: So, Don, I don't know if you have another button to push before the show is over, but it's going to be over pretty soon. Thanks, everybody,
0: for listening in. Absolutely. Right, and That's Axel, great. let's just go ahead and tell them where to follow us, and have a great evening. We'll see you here tomorrow. We'd appreciate you taking this opportunity to stay connected with us at The Dash. Just click the Follow button at the top of any one of our shows, Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, or listen to one of our recorded archives. Hop on over to our blog at www.the-radio.com and click Subscribe. And don't forget to like our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks, and have a great evening. Bye, guys.